You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our second half preview of the single game week options for round five of the 2022 season. Think of this more as a supplemental episode for the current ongoing round. This episode is brought to you by Exaggerated Injury Reports, keeping players in Charlotte since 2022. Uh, No, 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 wait, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Actually... Brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, it's because of you guys that were able to do this project and just keep it going and just have such a great community community built upon. My name is Reed Connolly, your host from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, full slate tonight, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Welcome back, Blaine. Thanks for for joining us after your little your little break last week. No guest tonight. Again, since this is sort of a supplemental episode, we're just running with the the three of us tonight. So, Ooh. hello, hello. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. OG. But... <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically I'm the only OG. Sure. Uh, Blaine's yeah. like second generation, so we'll see. Sure. We'll see. Uh, but no, and that's I'm the newest who... model. You are. You mm-hmm. are. You are mm-hmm. the the brand new 2021, <laughs> 2022? Yeah, 2021. 2021 rollout. There mm-hmm. we go. That's right. Uh, and of course, thanks everyone who's joining us in chat again. This is, uh, as I said at the intro to the show, a supplemental episode. So it's not one where it's really worth going back last i mean go ahead i love the metrics that's fine check out last week no no stopping you here but this is a strange round if you haven't already figured it out if but if you missed the beginning of this round you're you're still good it's weird because well i mean you you can still play is what i mean it's it's strange because due to international games call-ups the break whatever you want to call it if we had had a regular round, there would have only been three games. It would have been done, and we'd be talking about a new slate that's coming up, which would have been fine, but last week would have been kind of lame, really. So what the game designers did is they lumped in the last two weeks. Again, small aside, why I call it a round and not a game week, but I digress. Uh, They lumped two weeks into this round five. So what that meant was it was our first double game week, Kind of a softball double game week. A nice little intro, I think, for some of the new players this year. There are six teams who have already locked. You you can't do anything with their players right now unless you're still working on some sort of switcheroo options, potentially with Cincinnati. But you can't really do anything with these players as far as adding them to your team or moving them off of your field or onto your field. Uh, That's Charlotte, Cincinnati, Sporting Kansas City, Real Salt Lake, Portland, and Orlando. Everybody else, though... They're single game week players. So SGW, if you've seen some of the the messaging that we've sent out, you can still add them. You can still remove them. You can still sub them around. You can switch them around. So if you missed last Saturday and Sunday, you can still play in round five. You just have a little bit different pool of players than everybody else. If you were around last week, then you we covered this before. I'll hit it up again. If you have a team that's heavy or has some of these double game week players, DGW players, then you're going to get the points from both weeks for this round. So uh, for those of you who had uh, Ruiz on your team last week, he got six points. 
you've got a guaranteed six points right there. If he gets another six points this week, 12 points, sitting pretty. If he doesn't play, you're just going to get those six. Uh, if he gets a minus one, you'll get five. I mean, it's, it's math. It's simple math right there at this point. So that's the advantage of these double game week players and why I imagine a lot of your teams are going to be heavy with them, but we'll have a quick little conversation about that yeah. as well for how we did our own setup. Uh, but that's why it's weird. That's why we decided to have this two-week setup with our podcast, talk just double game week last week. This week, we're just talking single game week for if you're looking for the final players for your team, if you missed last week, or you just enjoy the fellowship that we all have as part of the fantasy community and are here to just chat. We love it all, uh, but that's what's going on. That's why this is kind of weird. And that's why we might be short. It really depends on what we have coming from social media and what we have coming from, from chat tonight. So that's, that is the plan. Um, they get that covered everybody. Well, enough. Yeah. everybody like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, so let's uh, first let's start out. I'm not going to do a hard review, but is anything you guys want to mention from last week? I mean, Cincinnati I just spectacularly not doing anything uh, yeah. this week. I, uh, you know, I saw a lot of Ben Bender hate. Talked about Ben Bender on last week. I think I brought him up the week before as well. Kid pulled out a nine. I mean, you really can't shake your head at that. I now I do want to be clear he was on my bench I wasn't that confident in him but um something we talked about on here I think Christian was the one who brought it up um and I know I'd seen it in discord too was if Swiderski plays Ben Bender benefits and points without Swiderski in he was a little lackluster but the the pull of data for that is what four games so it's really kind of hard um you know those two hit well I definitely was surprised did, did you watch the game read I wasn't able to watch it I actually didn't get to watch this game because okay. I was out and about town. Uh, I was just surprised for that Cincinnati wasn't able to pull too much off. Yeah, I, w- Lucho, I was from following it up. Yeah, Lu- Lucho did well enough for a game where no one scored with the seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people that gambled on that Charlotte defense sure got you know some good. Spencer picked up Christian Fuchs because that's what Spencer would do. Got a not started him, picked him up and started him, which again, only only a Spencer would do that. Um, but yeah, that that panned out really well. Um, I don't know, Blaine. Do you have it? Do you have anything else to be able to to catch any of these? I know it was just three games. Ben Rankin is the last one. I guess I should throw out there. So I think it was Tyler tagged me, and someone did in Discord where I said that on the show that <laughs> I feel like that Portland defender, especially the wingbacks, are just one bad call away from a red. Um, he and he got one. I know he was on a lot of people's teams, so um, that one point is going to sit there through through the next round, you know, week of games, but. Um, yeah. Any, anything else you guys have from, from the three point points wise? I mean, we we're looking, I was looking at average players anyway, mm-hmm. and I seem to do pretty well across the board with that. And I'm not upset by forwards getting a little bit lower score. Sure. I mean, typically like, like I've got Schmidt on my bench. He got a four. If he plays the next game, that's a six. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad score for a forward. Well, let's talk about our strategy since you touched sure. on that. Yeah. What was your strategy for this first part of the double game week, Blaine? So I went 100% double game week. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to take the averages. I don't want to bother with what's on the second week of single game week teams. I know there's some names we really like with some matchups we like, but even our best players that we've come to rely on year in and year out, 
they're hitting well, but I didn't like the matchups well enough to say, oh, I'm guaranteed to hit double digits with this player. Mm-hmm. I saw no single game week guy that I'm like, I'm certain they're going to be put, flirting with double digits. Pro- they probably will. There will probably be some that I, I mean, it's just, it, it, yeah. it, that's the way it is. But I was like, you know, I can take Ruiz, who I normally wouldn't take most weeks because he's only a five or a six, maybe a seven. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll go off for a goal, but you don't bank on that. I was like, two sixes gets me more than what I would look at for Carlos Heel on an average week for him. It's just, that's the way it is. So I was like, I'm going to see if I can hedge my bets. Let's take all averages and hope that we can just outscore a lot of the single game week options and just play it safe with this one. Did you do a, uh, can I ask you, did you do a a two scrub defense so you auto ruin? Yep, I'm just doing a straight up auto ruin. And given the way this week works, you have one final game with LA Galaxy after everybody but Portland's played. You can, I've got enough money. I could take out one of those 4 million scrubs if my bench doesn't play well, but I've got Schmidt who will probably get me a few more points and I've got Swiderski there. So I've got my two guys that are coming in. Like there's no reason for me to make that change. But I mean, if you had a Vasquez on your bench and he gets another two and you've only got four, why not roll the dice with the defender and get rid of them? That's kind of, that was kind of my strategy, but it was all emergency. If you see somebody who doesn't do well in their, in their two games. Mm-hmm. But for me, I didn't, I thought Vasquez was going to get it. And I still think he can score against Montreal. So I, I started him of my forwards. It was just, I wasn't sure if Swiderski was going to go and I was busy Saturday. So I didn't get to see the lineups. Yeah. So I just, I played it safe. And I think other than Yimmy, it worked out, but I was looking through about the top 10, 15 players in the game, and I think everybody captained Yimmy up there. So if you've got the Yimmy captain and he only got you the four points, um, I think everybody's in that boat right now. Lots of people. Yeah, that was definitely the safe play for a lot of people who were just trying to hedge their bets or just weren't really sure about what was going to, to go on. I, I, people were definitely hoping for more, I guess, against Orlando, <laughs> but at the same time, people were also banking – on Antonio Carlos. And so that was sort of one of those mm-hmm. times where it's like, ah, yeah. dude, what do you really want? I, I think you had a bit more traditional approach, Ashley, for, for yourself. Yeah, I did. You know, something I, I'm always reminded by one of my good friends who plays and I, I always forget it in the strategy sense was that, you know, you always start the players that are on singles later. Um, yep. And if you want to use them as scrubs, you can use them as scrubs. If you, you know, I tend to always fall, um, in the mistake of having a great bench, which is still points, but at this point of the season, a good bench means more scrubs and more scrubs means less price rise, right? That's where the, where we're still at. Later down the road, I don't care. But, you know, in these first couple of weeks, I totally do. Um, I am picky. I had three single game week players. Um, I was running con just to see, we talked about this last week. I just liked the schedule. It, it seemed good enough to just try. Um, and then I had the Philly keeper, whomever it might be, should be on very Blake. He should be back in time. Um, a Philly defender, but not just any Philly defender. I like Kai Wagner. Um, I think you could still, who's the cheap Harriel? Is that how you say his name? Um, he's the cheap guy that's been playing on the wing instead what we'll roll with it yeah i feel pretty, i feel pretty confident in it um and then you know unlike when i i do like carlos heel enough to have him this week uh, carlos heel and zella 
on their normal weeks put up double game week numbers, especially at home. I don't know if he will, um, but I wanted to have him just in case. So I had that option. Um, and if I needed to scrub him out because my bench did really well, maybe, you know, he wasn't in the lineup or something I could, because I still had every other player, half their points already in. Um, so I think a, a good amount of people probably have similar players. Actually, do you have the same, the same, I think. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar, now my, my double game week strategy was a little bit different. I actually doubled up on sporting Kansas city. And so I had both yeah. Fontas and uh, Mirren on my team. So I benefited from one of those two clean sheets this week. Uh, I did the same thing with Cincinnati. And that was just a standard safe play for how it worked. I mean, you're yeah. going to get to see all of Cincinnati's games, all of their points before you have to make a significant investment in any other single game week players. Uh, so the best shot we were all hoping for was that maybe that – uh, the Charlotte game might have been a zero zero draw or something. That was what it is. There's there's a small hope that maybe Montreal will struggle some, but I think people are probably discounting a Cincinnati clean sheet at this yeah. point. Uh, then I had Vasquez and Acosta, which I think that's pretty chalk for what mm-hmm. happened this week. Vasquez is great. I'm definitely going to let that seven come in. Uh, Fontas uh, and, and Mirren with their eight and nine. That's that's also fantastic. So that's going to be a good points there. Uh, but yeah, I have Blake as the backup for myself with the keeper I had. I had Wagner in my team right now. Then I have Heal. Uh, I have the ability to make some changes. Like uh, what I was leaving myself room for is you're exactly right. You want to start those single game week guys so you can make the moves. Um, with with Wagner, I can or Wagner, I can move down to Hariel. That frees up some points. I still have three million in the bank, yeah, so same. if I decide I don't care, if I don't like Vasquez's numbers, I still have a, a scrub on my bench right mm-hmm. now that I could easily get up to a seven million defender if I want to have that option as as a third bench, or if I want to go even crazy and if I want to move Wagner down to a lower save a few million there i could bring in like a vela or someone for mm-hmm. into a four just straight up to fill up another one of my my scrub spots so uh i've left some of my room there but was really hoping that would get some of those con points to, to clear up even <laughs> yeah. more money from yeah. from having one of those high high profile we'll cover some of the other single game week options philly's probably a, a pretty uh chalky one a pretty standard one but there could be a few options i think it's safe to say that most people either have zero to maybe three single yeah. game week players. If you have more than three, I'd say that's probably a mistake. Uh, I think you're going to have plenty of, of good scores from yeah. like Blaine was talking about. You'll have guy like Antonio Carlos got a four. If he gets a four next week, he's got an eight, which is going to be, as so you see, Fonta, yeah, Fontas got a nine from, from his one game. That's, that's a solid score for a single game week player. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably going to be scratching the bottom of the barrel to start comparing some there. So if you're yeah. going more than three, three makes sense to me. Like I said, Heel is someone you're going to be targeting because he gets 14 points on the road coming back mm-hmm. from the crazy snow game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wagner's the same way. He has the ability to just get a massive game on his own. Like he can get, a, he got a, what, 11 last week. So he could yeah. get a huge point total that's going to rival some of these. Like if, if he ends up with a 10 or 11 and Carlos gets four or three next week and comes away yeah. with seven or eight, I mean, that's, that's a nice little, little yeah. score there too. Um, I think I'll add to, to that, yeah. that when we look at these players, cause we've talked about this a little bit, we're not just looking at like, Oh, I like that matchup more than the double game week. Right. We look at it and say, Oh, Carlos heel produces double digit points on the reg. 
and I like that matchup, right? So I sometimes I'll see teams and or people post and stuff and tag us, and there's like three double game week players <laughs> in a double game week week, and I'm like, oh no no no, you know, and we we you gotta have it at least half your team, if not more, even on a week like this, where there was only six teams, right? I think it's important when you're looking at single game week players, not just to look at the matchup, but to also look at what that player does or doesn't consistently produce. And I think Heel and Wagner are two players where they're producing so many bonus points, so many extra things. They're consistent, not just in these first four games, but overall for us in fantasy, so those are the type of players we're going to take a gamble on. Like um, the Higuain shout, I saw Higuain a little bit. I think he was in some of Skyler's stuff. That's a long shot for me because he didn't even get on the scoreboard until last week and it was a PK. And I know they're playing at home, but they're playing against a decent Houston team. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, so the, the, it's those types of things when you're thinking about like, oh no, but Bella's good now, right? So I should have Bella. Well, maybe <laughs> let's kind of, you know, talk that through. And I, like I said, I think it's important to not just look at the matchup, but look at the player. Um, and for me to take a single game week player, they have to check both those boxes. I like the matchup and I like the player. So I think that that's important to consider when, when you hold those spots open for them. And this was a weird week again for some of this double game week planning, because on a regular double game, if we're just take that, let's just take this LAFC game that's coming up and say this is a regular double game week. As Ashley touched on some last week, normally this would mean there's going to be some games on Tuesday, on Wednesday, something like that. And so there's going to be a few days of rest between when the teams are then playing again on the weekend, maybe even having to travel across country during that time. But this is a whole week. So even these teams that had a double game, they've had a regular amount of rest. So just using... LAFC on a traditional game week, you could be saying, oh, hey, well, I know that they're playing Orlando on the road, but Orlando just traveled across country to Portland and now they're coming back home to play against LAFC, which could already, they are probably already came here. They're, they're fresh legs, they're rested. That would normally be part of your thought process for why you might want to pick up Avella on the road or some of the, one of these big name players. But yeah, they went to Portland last Sunday and now they've come back and they're going to play again on Saturday. So it's, it's a full time. So that's, that's another element of what you might be factoring into a more traditional double game. week, And we just want to make sure we point that out because this is, we're sort of easing into what double game weeks mean. We'll talk about this a little bit different in the future with other double game weeks for why other teams or even single game week players may edge out people. (laughs) Yeah, that, that plays into my strategy a lot is I'm a big one that I would have brought it up last week if I had been on the show, but the 1.75 times the average over two games or whatever. So it, it's what 0.85 times your average, or you, you get about 1.75 instead of two points when you play a double game week on a normal Wednesday, Saturday rotation or whatever, because of tired legs, because there is rotation, because guys get subbed out a little bit. Nobody hits twice their average on the typical double game week if you have to play them all the time. But this isn't a typical double game week. You can bank on more of a double your average t- style of score and feel pretty comfortable in that because you do, they do get the extra rest. This isn't the traditional. And one thing to touch on is you guys are talking about big bench scores. Um, on these big double game weeks, anytime I go all in on double game week, I am putting my three weakest options on my bench. 
Um, it's just, I run a strict auto rue on this in my three weakest options. So when, when everybody's like, oh, I'm thinking my bench is going to do big, I usually put um, kind of a flyer player out there. I take a punt. Uh, this week I have Pereira on my bench, who's probably not going to play after getting carted off. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of a wasted spot. But again, I was not sold on him, but he was the playmaker that was going to go two games for Orlando with Torres on international duty. So I was like, I'll just take a risk on him. And if he gives me a bad score, he gives me a bad score. I just, I would never put a better scoring option on my bench like that. And the other two are forwards because I was like, oh, Vasquez has been playing really well and he shoots a lot. And I know Reed's big on who shoots a lot. And against Charlotte, I was like, he's going to shoot. So he's going to pick up the bonus points and I'll have a decent bonus point floor on my bench. Who knew Swiderski was going to, put a brace up in the first game. I mean, it's just, yeah, to start him. So it's just, it's back and forth on that. So I always play weaker benches here in, in these weeks. I like strong benches on regular weeks, but double game weeks, you want your weakest options there. So you can grab your averages from the other guys. Uh, yeah, I want to, I agree with everything you're saying, but I wouldn't say weaker. I like to call them like, uh, I, I think you said it when you started, like, like kind of like gut picks, like non-chalk, something that I, I just feel like, I don't know if this is going to hit, but I want to take a gamble on it. If that makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah. Because y- yeah, I will, maybe someone that you're not necessarily not as confident yeah, like, in, but. And weaker is a bad term, but it's like yeah. you know, the guys, the guys I expect to put up the fewest points on my lineup. Sure. I'm going to take the best, what, 14 guys I can that are going to play 13 guys. I'm going to take the best scoring guys I can find. But then the, the three I expect to get the lowest points are the three that are going on my bench. And that's just, you got, you kind of got to make your picks forwards, get that a lot. And these, I will almost never put a defender on my double game week bench. It's a waste of a bench spot because their floor is usually pretty solid when you're taking them for a double and getting double that is as good as a clean sheet. So just roll with the two, with the two games and just pray for the best. So it's a different strategy, but that's what I've always done for these big ones. And so far, it seems to be working for this week. I missed a couple of players, but I'm not upset with my score at all running this strategy. It's just... And it, you got a whole a, other week of games. They're all theoretically oh, going to all play again, right? So yeah, we exactly. could all have a different different vibe next week. And if you're a little confused about some of these terms, switcheroo, autoroo, you'll hear keeparoo as well that we talk about, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss YouTube account. I have a video from last year where I talk about what the autoroo is, what the switcheroo is, what the keeparoo is, and how you can implement that on your team. Like It's a little bit dated. It's from last year, but, but the concepts are still the same. And so you can check that out. Uh, so if you aren't familiar with this sort of slightly advanced uh, fantasy strategy, team building strategy. You can go and check that out uh, right now or later. You have some time. It's all good. Uh, but that that's most of what we wanted to, again, hit on this point of why we're doing this episode, why it's a little bit weird. And to stress again that if you've, if you've messed up, quote unquote, and you didn't get some of these guys, or maybe you only have a couple of double game week guys, you're still fine. You are still fine. There are still a lot of options uh, you might not get as big of a score as maybe you had hoped for, but you still have a lot of around that you can salvage. People will still be increasing with their value as well. And so mm-hmm. you still have the ability to have a perfectly respectable round five and, and a lot of season left to build. So 
Uh, what we're going to do right now is very quick housekeeping, and then we're going to get into some of the single game week options for those of you who are either filling out the rest of your team or for those of you who are needing to build uh, an entire team because maybe you, you missed the beginning of this round. All right, let's do our quick housekeeping for the second half of this strange round five double game week. Uh, we're not going to touch on our on our leagues right now because those are still in progress. Uh, but if you're currently winning one, congratulations. Uh, the important thing to point out is the second half of round five starts on Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, to know April Fools. Starts on Saturday, April 2nd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Chicago versus Dallas. So again, a little bit later start than the normal, but not quite as late as, as we had last week. So yeah, Saturday, April 2nd, 3.30 p.m. with Chicago and Dallas. Uh, for those of you who do have Cincinnati players, uh, they will play at 4 o'clock p.m., so they should be wrapping up by 6. And uh, so be sure to start checking your lineups options around that 6 o'clock-ish time. So if you have uh, Cincinnati players you want to force into your team, uh, or replace so that they don't come into your team, which might be the more likely option if Vasquez doesn't do do fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that's when you're going to want to be checking the lineups to for some single game week player options. Uh, again, like I said, the double game week teams, you won't be able to do anything. Their players should be grayed out for you, but Sporting Kansas City, Portland, RSL, Cincinnati, Charlotte, and Orlando, everybody else is, is up for grabs. The, the quick way to find a, a double game week player is you. there's actually a double game week checkbox that you can use in the game. You can't just check single game week players, so it's, it's all good there. Um, but that's just the players you won't be able to do anything with. Everybody else is single game week. Uh, Blaine does have some injury updates for us, but in general, this is a great week to head to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and go down to the Fantasy Tools subsection of the Discord, and you can find the mega reference that's pinned, which we'll be talking about some call-up information, which we'll be talking about injury information and things like that. Uh, but Blaine, you have the main update for us. Yeah, Ranch was quick to get me some stuff when I said I didn't have anything right before the show, and he came through. Uh, we've got some good news in Seattle. It looks like uh, Ladero, Rui Diaz, and Madranda are all back and ready to go or close training. to it. They're training. training. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> They're training. The yeah. I was at it. Seattle's been one of those teams that we haven't really been looking at, but if they're getting guys back, this could be big. Um, Kamar Lawrence is close to his return with Minnesota after his trade. Um, and then what from just midweek stuff or the first weekend stuff, uh, Krylock's back with RSL and Eric Williamson's back from his ACL injury with Portland. Um, your two big ones to note for single game weeks, though, that could um, affect your week. Um, Stefan Fry and Zella Ryan are both listed as questionable right now. Uh, Zella is one of those single game week guys. I know a lot of people could be looking at, and he is he, be. just watch, watch for those. Um, and then <coughs> it looks like just from the midweek updates, Herrera picked up another injury for RSL. Holt was a halftime sub, could be tactical. It could be something more. And then Van Rankin for Portland picked up a red card. So that's some defensive struggles for a couple of those um, for a couple of those teams that we saw play. So 
two weeks rest against a weekend defensive team may not be a bad thing to look into. But that's pretty much all we've got at this point. Um, just a few minor updates to go with and potentially could change your strategy with some of the double game week implications on guys getting injured in the middle of the season or in the middle of the round. Yeah, excellent. Thanks for that quick update. Yeah, Zella is a big piece of news that people are going to want to keep an eye on. Uh, that was one of the other kind of viable uh, single game week options I know people were keeping an eye on. Uh, but again, to keep up with this, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. That's the easiest way to find the link to join to become a member of the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. It's free. It's fun. Cool resources like this that Blaine's talking about. Great chat from some of the top players in the game. Uh, former and current winners. So it's uh, it's a great place to just go and hang out and uh, check it out and get access to these sorts of things. So very, very cool. All right, that's the quick housekeeping. Now we're going to move on to the single game week player options for those of you who may need them for round five. All right, here's the final part of our show uh, where we're going to talk about the single game week player options uh, for the remainder of round five. Again, if you're just joining us on the stream or if you've just jumped to this point in the podcast, uh, round five has this weird two week double game week. So if you are looking for some of the players from last week that were on a double game, they're locked. If they're on your team, you have them. If not, you can't do anything with them. You may need to have some single game week players to fill your gaps. This may be planned or this may be panic at this time. Uh, don't panic. We've got a towel here someplace. Put it over your eyes. No need to panic. It's going to be okay. Uh, we're here to help you find some of those players who are still viable or some of the games that you may want to target uh, to find some players to help fill out your team, make it through the end of round five, and then just to keep on moving on as we wrap up this first quarter of the Champions League. So uh, let's just start talking uh keepers and defenders now blaine you don't have any so feel free to be like eh, i don't know i didn't think this was worth it and ashley and i can can fill in the rest yeah. in there but if you have people you want to throw out uh please feel free to at this time yeah um not really much for keepers and defenders this week i just this is why i didn't take a single game week keeper on this i actually went for a double with portland on the on the back end um i just i all the team, all the matchups I saw, I don't see clean sheets very much anywhere. The teams I liked for clean sheets are on the road, which you never want to take. I mean, maybe you look at Philly here, and that's where I would tell people to go if you're if you need single game week players. Probably going to look at Philly and maybe back up with Colorado on that. But I don't, I didn't like any of the options I saw. I just took floors. But those are the two teams. If I had to make a single game week team right now, those would be the two teams I would be targeting. Ashley, anybody else you want to add? No, I mean, we, we kind of already touched on a little bit, but I like Andre Blake. I like Kai Wagner. I think um, depending on, on how you would have them positionally on a team as a single game week player, I think you could downgrade um, to a different Philly defender just, just to have one. Um, but for me, it's kind of Kai Wagner or nothing. Um, I could, could see a shout um, maybe uh, for Minnesota – or Colorado just because Seattle's had some scoring troubles and guys are going to just be getting back from international duty. You don't know how healthy anybody is. Um, Minnesota has been a pretty decent road or sorry, home uh, stand so far this season. I think it's, it's a reach. Um, but if you're in a situation where maybe, you know, you want to scrub out someone or whatever, I think that Colorado or, or Minnesota could be 
um, kind of out there picks, but generally just Andre Blake, Kai Wagner for me. Yeah, those are two of the teams that I'd be looking at. Uh, potentially, you guys mentioned this a little bit earlier. Uh, if you're strapped and you're trying to scramble for some guys, you could potentially look at Houston. Uh, since Miami has struggled even at home, that might be a bench option if you want to try to see uh, some of those. It's it's not going to be a fantastic bench option since the games are going to be so so late. You're basically looking at LA Galaxy yeah. after that. But, I mean, if you're struggling for some players and these people aren't aren't looking great, Houston's had some some better defensive performances. Miami is struggling. That's another team you could take a look at. Otherwise, I've also seen people talking about room as a possible keeperoo. Um, yeah. Not not awful. <laughs> Definitely not at all. You're not really going. You won't be able to see all of the Cincinnati points if you're yeah. hoping to. If you have a con still, uh, because just the start time, it's going to be it'd be really close. Or you'd have to say, well. Who knows? I forget those last five minutes of the Cincinnati game, and and then Khan scores a, a goal from from a kickoff. Who knows? Something crazy like that would happen. Uh, that would be very because of MLS. But um, yeah, no, not not awful. But I, I think most people are going to be running either two double game weight keepers or some sort of Khan uh, Blake option is probably going to be the, the most chalky thing that's going to happen this round. I really hate that you just said that because I spent four minutes earlier explaining to Spencer why Steve Clark was a terrible single game week keeper option. And now you've just validated him for the next several days. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need to put Spencer in his place, just remind him about his promotion relegation ranking. Well, I don't like to put him in his place. I just like to no, tell okay. him when something's like too bold of an idea. <laughs> when it's too much of pulling a Spencer. It's too bold. Yeah. Too much of a Spencer. Got it. Uh, well, let's move on to maybe, uh, I don't know if this would be more or less bold, but let's talk about midfield options that yeah. you may still need, Ashley. I know. I mean, for me, the one name is Carlos Hill. I know we almost consider him fixture proof when he's healthy and everybody around him is healthy. Red Bull are not a slouch of a team to come into New England. And we all three have talked so far this season that New England doesn't look quite right. But Carlos Hill does, at least from a fantasy point perspective. Um, I, I still like him enough to have him in my lineup starting for single game week this week. Um, there's not a lot of other options. I could I could hear Gazdag from Philly. I don't think we talk about him enough, give him enough kind of a shout. He's, he's been producing pretty decently. Um, I, I could see that as one. I also could see some of the Austin midfield because San Jose is just a nightmare so far this year. Um, but they're on the road. Uh, you know, and Austin hasn't, hasn't fared as well on the road so far this year. I know they had that hot home start, um, but I, a lot of their midfielders are expensive, which is why I, I don't know that that would be where I would want to spend my money. But if you are, like Reed said, kind of in one of those situations where you forgot and you, you need to fill a whole team, um, I could see, see picking up someone, someone from Austin playing against that San Jose team. But um, other than those, you know, there's, there's not a lot that I – particularly like I saw Jack Price floated around. I don't really see that one. Um, for me, it's, it's just heel, maybe Gazdag, um, and then the most stretch going, going out to like JUC or, or someone for Austin. Blaine, what about you? I'm a, I'm a little different. I, this is one of those, like I avoided them because they're road players, but if I'm picking single game week teams, I kind of like Valesco for um, for Dallas on the road against Chicago. 
I think that's a pretty good shout. Mihailovic going to Cincinnati is another good shout. Um, if you're needing single game week players, like that's who I would be targeting. Um, uh, Sifu for LAFC against Orlando is a potential one. Um, just he picks up some bonus points. I mean, when you start talking Jack Price, I mean, you can take Jack Price or you take Sifu on the road, who's got a little bit more offensive potential there. Um, depends on what you yeah, it depends on what you see, think of DC. I know there's mixed feelings on them right now. We had a lot of promise for them in there. Uh, but if Atlanta is going to keep playing like Atlanta does, that's a game where I think Atlanta could pick up some points on the road as well. Maybe you go with Moreno. Maybe you try Almeida. Please um, don't go Moreno. Please what? don't do it. Please <laughs> just, I just want to ask that people don't pick up Moreno. Anybody <laughs> else. I pick up Tyler Wolf before I pick up Moreno. He's not clicking yet. He's, he's yeah. just not right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I think you could take a flyer on one of those guys and um, depending on what you feel about Portland's defense, especially after seeing them play again last week, uh, one of the LA, LA galaxy midfielders would not be a bad option either, but I was looking at all road guys that I liked for uh, the single game week teams, which is why I avoided every one of them. But I think if you're, if you're in that boat, this is a week you could take some single game or some road guys on the single game and do it. Of course, Austin's going to be a good shout. They're playing so well right now. I just that San Jose team is so Jekyll and Hyde. Just Austin could get shut out in this game, and that scares me on the road. If it was at home, it would be a no-brainer. But I just I struggled picking against San Jose at home at times. Yeah, we have a comment in chat. Someone also shouts at Fagundes. I think yeah, those those Austin options in general, sure. like we're talking about. Yeah, they, they yeah. they've got like three good options there. In Austin, so I think you yep. got some things there. A name that has not been mentioned, I'll go ahead and throw it out now to add to your list. I think you guys have been very thorough. Uh, Etienne Jr. If if Zella's not going to be there, keep an eye on Columbus. Etienne Jr.'s been been kind of a hot commodity as a secondary option. He's he's done some last game. He didn't have as high as he has been, uh, but keep an eye on their on their lineup because in yeah. in the past, don't know what's going to be this year because they've they've had him. Um, just. Santos has, has also played Peter in that Santos, in that spot yeah. before. So just keep an eye on the formation. Uh, also see some people mentioning Shakiri uh, against this this first game coming in. Could be he's had some good bonus points. He got called up, I believe. So yeah, he left his availability. Duty. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing. Some guys will be coming back still. There could be they're going to a lot of these guys will be back again. Not typical double game week. But there's still that option where maybe a coach is going to rest somebody because there's still the very much, the very real because MLS factor to this game of where someone might still get a little bit of a little rest. Uh, that's the same thing for for guys that I get mentioned before. He's also coming back. Just keep an eye. Um, again, the usual scenario. Keep an eye on the lineups and make your decisions from there. But yeah, no great. Great list uh, with hope. Some people have a few double gaming players as well, because you're going to see um, most points from there. I've, I'll say it again. So I'm going to jinx it again. Have never seen since I've been playing this game for almost 10 years now, have never seen a double game week where at least one single game week player has not been in the dream team. So <laughs> This will be the time since I'm <laughs> you, so since I'm doubling it. down You've on it. it yeah. I'm not going to say I'm going to eat a hat because that is that is all Ashley yeah, I right do there. But uh, something's going to happen and yeah. someone's going to do something's going to do well. For sure. All right. Let's move on to forwards. Blaine. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a Philly forward. Um, 
Santos and Burke have both played pretty well. This is not a bad matchup for either one of those guys. Um, I think I would go Burke in this one just because I I just have that feeling on him. And then maybe you look for Kyoto from Montreal. I mean, I I hate to do that to read all the time, but you bet against Cincy and Montreal's clicking a little better. CCL's over. They're getting back to formations that work better for their players. The rotations not needed as much at this point. And so I, I would target against Cincinnati if I was picking uh, forward this week. And I know I'm stuck on these road teams just because I feel like the road, the road form is where it's at right now. I don't see anybody I like. And it's too late in the week. The only other guy I keep hearing Brian White's closer and closer to a return. I heard after the international break, he's supposed to be back. I would consider White against Sporting Kansas City this week, but it's so late in the week. Where do you go from there? You got to go to Colorado or you got to go to LA Galaxy. And I don't think any of those are good options, but if you're stuck at the last minute and need somebody, there's that would be another one to look at. But I don't, I struggled with forwards this week. I've struggled with forwards all season. They're just, they're not hitting consistently enough. And so I've been either scrubbing them out or putting two of them on my bench and starting the only one I have to. I, I strongly considered that this week of just putting Vasquez on my bench and yeah. just having coming out too. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just having him on the bench and, and so that I, I'd have a forward there. So I'm like, well, he'll swap in if if I have to have that or if I want to go yeah. something else because I just I just wasn't excited about yeah. forwards uh, this time. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ashley. Um, this this might be kind of out there, but I've thought about it when I was looking at the, the lineups and this is earlier in the weekend. Um, but Tati at Toronto, Tati hasn't scored in MLS play yet. Um, last year's golden boot Toronto's not as bad as I think we thought at one point, I, I mean, on paper, they're still pretty bad, right? Like they've really missing a lot of pieces, not a lot of like great names in that lineup. There's some, some great names, but like in general, not a deep lineup, not a lot of strong defenders in there. Um, I could see NYCFC going up there and, and doing some damage. But, again, I'm not going to pick up Tati, if, if that makes sense. If, if you're looking for a forward spot to fill to just kind of grasp at something for single game week, I think Tati is an interesting shout. Um, I know we all had that weird week where we grabbed either Magno or Jason and they produced and Tati didn't. Um, so I think Tati's kind of burned a lot of people already. Um, but he's just someone I, I kind of have a feeling about this week, not enough to, to take him by any means. Um, and then I think it's, you know, you can look at um, the LAFC striker situation, perhaps down in Orlando. Um Again, I don't feel super confident in them, especially as a road team, but um, depend, you know, they're kind of a, a musical chairs of starting strikers this year. And um, it depends on, on who's around them uh, that, I, that I think you could possibly start. Um, and then that's kind of it. I mean, Chicharito doesn't play well uh, in that small Portland field. I know Portland's down Van Rankin now. I don't know if Maviala is going to be back in time for that game. I don't know, you know, what his international duty looked like. Um, but I think if, if you have to scramble for the Galaxy, I think I kind of like Raheem Edwards 
um, a little bit better uh, just with that field and, and how that it plays. But um, yeah, not, not a ton of striker options for, for me on the single this week. Yeah, you guys hit it all. Uh, definitely not exciting to say that. Yeah. I was actually really surprised to see that Tyler had Higuain on his on his list. So yeah. I was just you mentioned that. Uh, I I will take one quick second uh, because one of the fun things that we do over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord is we have a theme team, and the theme of this week's team, this round's team, was single gaming players. So there, there's actually it's in Discord right now. If you're listening to the show, if not, you're you're going to have to go back a little bit, but but check the th- the theme team sub, and uh, you can find that out. These are just single game week players, so. Uh, a quick little little review right here. Um, room and uh, as as the keeper Roo option there. Uh, Wagner, Hariel that we mentioned already coming in. Uh, Shakiri's mentioned Gazdag, Ilie, uh, Heel. Higuain is on this bench right here. <laughs> but uh, so those are some of the names we've already thrown out. You can definitely build a single game week team. You can see the full team if you want to head over to Discord and check that out. Uh, bench options, field options check it out there so you could definitely field a very respectable team and i'm and i'm super curious to see how this team does this round because it is such yeah. a strange double game week uh, i'm really looking forward there there have been other fun theme teams that we've done in the past sometimes it's like only people with with little symbol foreign symbols in their name or as compared to english uh let's let's clarify that for foreign um people with facial hair has been Yes, accent. Thank you, thank you. I completely mm-hmm. went uh, went off there. So um, fun little things like that. So that'll be yeah. it. I, I'm just going to skip. Uh, well, I mean, if you had to pick a single game week captain, who who would you pick? I I don't feel just out of fallback. Yes, back. it has to be. Otherwise, you you should have double game week captain. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's it. Uh, well, I thought it was going to be be pretty quick. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Uh, again, be sure to check out your teams. And uh, this is going to wrap up this weird around five and they'll be ready to get back into the swing of things around six. Uh, do you all have anything you want to plug Blaine? Nothing for me tonight. Ashley. I got nothing. All right. As for myself, just, just the usual bits head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, I may try to get the ELOs updated at least for this, but it's going to be kind of slow week for some content since we're still mid round five, but MLSFantasyBoss.com. Check out the articles and content that we have over there. Uh, you can get to the Discord there, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Fantastic, the best fantasy community that we have uh, going around. And then also, if you want to become a supporter of our Patreon project, if you want to help support this podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. Find out about the cool swag that you can get and uh, just how you can help contribute to help support this show, to get back swag, prizes, all sorts of fun things. Pro Rel League, early access is, is what we've been doing there. So just so many great things that are going on uh, with this, the love and support from all of you all who are out there. So so touching. I'm so, so thankful every day for to be a part of this of this fun community. Uh, and I get short, short time. Hope you hope to find something in this podcast if nothing else just just a good time uh, to have some laughs and as always good luck mm-hmm.